0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Amen. How's everyone doing today? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Amen. It's good to see everybody in the house. It's good to see so many people in the house of God and so many people here. Ready to receive God's word. Um, what a great time we're living in right now. What a great time. Even in the midst of tragedy, right? I mean, it was awful what we saw last week, the shooting that took place in Florida. Um, but even with all that being said, with everything that's taken place, we are living in an amazing time right now. Where God is choosing to pour out his spirit in a way that we have never seen before in a manner of which we have never seen before. And so I'm just excited to share this word with you this morning. And uh, I hope that you receive this. It's something that's been on my heart that really for about a few months now, God has placed this word in my heart. I've been sharing it at my church, and I want to share it with you this morning. Uh, um, Father, I just pray your blessings upon your word and upon our hearts and our ears, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Your anointing would be here. And I pray, Father God, that you would awaken us to your purpose and to your will. And I pray, God, that we would definitely put you first in our lives. Always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is 2018, right? And uh, 2018, who would have thunk? I would have thought, you know. When the year was about to turn two thousand, we would have been like raptured already, right? (laughs) So we're gonna party like it's nineteen ninety-nine. Remember that? (laughs) Man. But here we are in 2018. The young youngsters don't have a clue what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Purple, yeah. Yeah. Two thousand eighteen began to really try to hear God about this whole year and the season that we're in. Uh, and it was about a year ago that I came here and I shared with you some pictures that God had given me, pictures of prophetic pictures of floodgates opening. And we were in the midst of, a, of, of the downpour and the rain and, the, and floods uh, and, and new, new visions and dreams that God was showing me by way of pictures and new worlds. And, and just this whole thing was taking place. And I really began to see how God wants to, wanted to pour out his spirit and is choosing to pour out his spirit. We are still living in that prophetic realm of what God wants to do and is choosing to do. And that's what I want to kind of support that again today, this morning, by saying to you that the year of 2018 is a year of life. It's the year of life. In the book or in the, in the Hebrew letters, the number 18 is made up of two letters, Chet and Yad, which form the word Kaya. The word Kaya in Hebrew means life. Life. Alive. And I don't know about you, but there's some things in my life that God wants to make alive again. There's some dreams and visions that God wants to come back, wants to bring back alive again. And I think that's a powerful word for somebody here who had been thinking that maybe uh, your time of dreaming was over or your time of vision was over, but God is saying, no way. I'm going to make this year a year of life for you, and you're going to see that your dreams and your visions are going to become alive and you're going to awaken to them. That's a prophetic word for somebody. I hope someone pulls that down right now. It's like pulling it out of the air. I hope you grab that right now for yourself because that's a word for someone. That's a word for someone. you got to begin to believe again. Yeah, dreams when they're dead or when they're, when they're almost dead, it, it makes our hearts sad. It makes our, when dreams are delayed. But I think we got to understand that just because your dreams are, be, are being delayed, it does not mean they've been denied. And in the name of Jesus, this Kaya word in the year of 2018 is going to become a year of life for you if you pull that word down. <clears throat> Now, I really believe that in this whole prophetic realm of, of outpouring and floodgates and new season and new thing and new worlds, all these whole prophetic words are just swirling around and, and I've kind of been li- trying to live under them. And everything that God does, alignment is important. Alignment is so important. Everything. Now, living by grace is Amazing. Um, whether you're in alignment or not, you're still saved by grace. So I don't want anyone to get freaked out here, or you're not saved by, by what I'm going to say here. You are saved. If you've accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross and rose from the dead, you're saved. And no one can change that. No one but yourself. You can walk away from God, but you're here, right? You're here. So in the name of Jesus, you're saved by grace. But I want you to know that even those of us who are saved by grace, some choose to live under blessing and others choose to live on their own. Which one are you? I want to be one of those that lives under blessing. I want to be one of those that is in alignment with God. And there's one big way to do that. And that's by putting God first in your life. Is God first in your life? Is God first in your life? Do you honor him first? Do you honor God first? When you honor God first, you put him in front of, put him in front of everything. You see, the word of God says in Romans chapter 11, verse 16, For if the first, fruits, first fruit is holy, the lump is holy also. Man, that's so powerful. That's so important. For if the first fruit is holy, the rest is going to be holy. To me, that means more than just at first glance. What that means is, in the Old Testament, there was tradition. When the Hebrews would get a a harvest, they would gather the first part of it, and they would walk it over to the house of God and present it, and say, here's my first fruit. In fact, Cain and Abel, in the book of Genesis... God told them to bring their first fruits to him. And He would be, they would be blessed for doing so. So Abel, the, 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 he, his cattle, he brought the first fruits. He brought them to God and laid them out before God. And God loved him and loved him for that sacrifice. But Cain, who was a, a harvester of the ground, the Bible says he gave his first fruits after time. In a matter of time. In other words when he got around to it or when he felt like it or when he had time for it he brought that offering to God you see God is not a convenience and should not be a convenience like you know the local pharmacy when you need a cold medicine you know it's always there so when you get a cold you run to the pharmacy you know it's there that's not who God is God is not a convenience on the corner of a store, only there when you need Him. You see, if you truly love God, then He's every day part of your life. You put Him first every single day. You put Him first in front of yourself. How do you put God first in front of yourself? You die to yourself. That's what you do. You die to yourself, and you put God first. But some people are so, I'm talking about Christians, are so full of themselves like, they can't help walking by a mirror. It's like, oh, man, he's looking fine. Oh, that's me. Wow, that's me. Selfie, 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 right? Selfie, boom, two phones, selfie, selfie going on, selfie, boom, boom. I'm like, how many selfies do you need in a day? How many selfies do you need in a day? That's just some folks today. They're so... And love, and I don't have a problem being loved love with loving yourself, loving yourself the right way. Not because you think you're so fine or you're so arrogant. No, I don't believe in that. You see, somebody who's in loving themselves that way, they have no time for God. Because they put themselves first. They put themselves before God. So for me to increase in God, I have to die to me. Anybody catch that? Yes. For me to increase in God, I have to decrease me. That's just the way of the kingdom. A kingdom of God's like, in my carnal mind, it's kind of messed up. Doesn't make sense. Okay, I want to be first. All right, you got to be last. What? Okay, you want to live? All right, you got to die. I don't. What? Come on, it just doesn't make sense. But that's the kingdom of God. You want to be blessed. You want to be blessed. You got to put God first. You want to be blessed. You got to put him first. And so in this passage of Romans eleven sixteen, 16, it says, if the first fruit is holy, then the rest of it's holy. Now, I'm applying that to everything in my life. Everything. Even Sunday. Even Sunday. Now, we live by a seven-day work week. Come on now. You'll get up in the morning. You'll start Monday and go to work. Ooh, right? But thank God you have a job, right? Amen? Come on now, right? We, have a, this, we live by a seven-day work. This is the first day of the week, today. Today is the first day of the week. You're choosing to give God the first day of the week by being here in church. That's pretty amazing. According to Romans chapter 11, that's pretty amazing. Because if the first fruit of the week is given to God, then the rest of it's holy. In other words, that word holy means set apart or sanctified. So if I'm going to sanctify and set apart Sunday, hmm, then God says the lump or the rest of it is going to be holy. Now, there's, there's, there's a principle there that I really want us to tie into because it will apply to everything in your life. Everything. Sunday, the first day of the week. I want my first day of the week to belong to God. It's amazing that you're here in church. And by the way, I'm not talking just you know, about the hour and 15 minutes that you spend here in the house of God. I'm talking about the whole day. Today belongs to God. When you go to lunch, that belongs to God. When you get home, that belongs to God. When you lay your head down at night, that belongs to God. So you set apart the whole day. He said apart this whole day, the first day of the week. I'm giving you God the first day of the week. And by the way, the next time you decide to go water skiing on Sunday, that rest of the week's gonna be cursed. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. So come and we'll get your blessing. Come, you know, we'll get your blessing. I'm having fun with that. But but there's nothing cursed. I'm having fun with that. But listen. You're giving God the first day of the week. The rest is going to be blessed, according to Romans 11. The first part is God's. The rest will be blessed. Same way with even your time. Your time. This is something, as I learned this whole first fruits principle for a couple years now, I try my hardest that the moment that my eyes wake up to another day, I want him to be on my mind. Oh, you know, it's easy for me, myself, like your pastor. It's easy for us to think about all the things we got to do throughout the day. But for a moment, when my eyes open up to a new day. Oh, Jesus, I love you. Oh, God, I want I want I want more of you. I want more of you. I want to spend time with them. And because I love him. Right. First and foremost, because I love him, but also because I want him to be first, well, Bishop, should be. Know, I need my coffee first, man. You know, <laughs> nothing happens before my coffee. Well, then you're putting your coffee first. What? Huh? Oh, uh, come on. Now you're you're just you're just you know. Come on. You're you're, you're picking and you're nitpicking here. First things is first things. God is first or he's not first in regards to your day. You choose how you want to live. I'm saying for me, for me and my home. I want God to be first in my life. And the moment I open my eyes. Whether you wake up by an alarm clock or you wake up and hear this alarm clock, I have never, I don't know, I don't remember the last time I woke up by an alarm clock. You know, if I have to catch a flight and I got to be on the road to San Francisco at 3 o'clock in the morning, it's like I'm I'm tapping my feet. Come on, hurry up. Let's get to that time. It's just the way I am. I, I don't think I've ever been woken up by an alarm clock. But... From the moment when my eyes close and I go to bed and the next day my eyes open up, I want him to be first. Why? Because if he's the first part, the rest of that day or the lump of that day is going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed. It's gonna be blessed. Doesn't mean that nothing bad's gonna happen, but I'll tell you what, through every trial and every tribulation that takes place in life, I want Jesus, my co laborer, to be right there with me, and I know He's gonna help me through that storm. I know He's gonna help me through that storm. So you've given God the first part. How about your finances? Ooh, you knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. Right, listen. You don't have to do anything. You don't live in a communist country. You don't live in North Korea. Whether you demand you or you're going to die, demand you do something, you're going to die. Come on. You don't need to do anything here in this country. You're free. But you've chosen to become part of the kingdom of God. And I'm trying to give you a principle that's going to help you be blessed and prosperous and you're going to sit under that floodgate opening you're going to sit under that new thing opening, you're going to sit under that new thing prophetic word, you're going to see signs and wonders take place your finances what about, now I'm not talking about your tithe because your tithe doesn't belong to you so how do you can you give something away that's not even yours God says a tithe belongs to him so when I get paid, my first thing I do I shoot it off, text to, t- text to give I, I get rid of it I was like, I give God my first, the 10%. And it's not even mine. So I'm not. like, here, God, here's your money. It's not my money. It's his. He says it in his word. The tithe belongs to him. But you know what is mine? The other 90% is mine. I can do what I want with it. That's my money. My money. So with the rest of my money, I give him a first fruit in the first part of the year of my giving. Because I want my... Lump, rest of the year, money to be blessed. So I give God a first fruits offering. That's my money. Because I want the rest to be blessed. Now, we we did this last year as our church. We have First Fruits Sunday last year as our church. And we have this green envelope in our church that we use, right? And in this green envelope, it says First Fruits. And you put your, your, your amount, your first fruit offering in it. Uh, Spanish, are, they're, our Spanish ministries, they're, they're, they're awesome. They actually bring fruit baskets. And they put their financial fruit offering in that basket. So, Pastor Dan, the whole altar call is filled with fruit. I mean, you walk in there, you can open a fruit stand. I mean, it's like amazing. <laughs> well, we, la- we last year did this. And we put our first fruits offering. And then, but in the back of it, we tap into a law of God. You see, Genesis eight twenty two says, as long as there is hot and cold, winter and summer, day and night, as long as there are those things, as long as the earth remains, he says, there will be seed time and harvest time. So here, here's, the, here's the kicker here. When we give our first fruits, we're doing it because we love him. He in return says, oh, I'm never going to let a seed go without a harvest as long as the earth remains. That's his word. That's his law. And so what we do in our church is we have everybody write down what they're seeding for. It's your first fruits, but what is it that you need God to do for you? We had one young lady in our church said, I'm seeding for my son. I need him to get saved. He's messed up. This was a year ago. She testified last week and said, oh, by the way, this is my son. He's doing so good. He's doing so good. So we, we bring in this first fruits offering with this understanding. If I bring in this first fruits offering, the rest is going to be blessed. I want the rest of my year in finances to be blessed. Listen, you can believe it, not believe it, whatever you want to do. We've tapped into God's law. He can do many things. What he can't do is break his own word. He said for every seed, there's going to be a harvest. Amen. For every seed, there's going to be a harvest. We have a running list of signs and wonders and miracles that took place last year. People got homes. They got cars. People got promotions at work. People got healed of tumors. I mean, there's on and on. We, I, can, I have them documented here. We can run them all the way down. For the entire year, we document the the miracles and the signs and the promotions, the blessings. Well, last Sunday was our first fruit Sunday for this year. And as I mentioned in the first service, there was such an attitude of joy. People kept coming forward and coming forward, bringing their, they couldn't get there fast enough to bring in their first fruits offering. They kept coming and coming and coming. There was an attitude of joy there because they know At first they love God and they're doing it because they love him. But according to the scripture, the rest is going to be blessed. And so we're going to tap on that principle. We're going to tap on that principle, and we're going to stay on it, and we're going to live on it. That's what we choose to do, because when we live on God's word, great things happen. You see, when we put God first, great things happen. In Matthew six thirty three, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things are going to be added to you. I believe that. When you put God first, amazing things happen. When God is a convenience when God is a convenience to you, then you have to just live on his mercy and his grace, which is great to be saved. That's wonderful. That's amazing to be saved or, yeah, to be saved or when you have something and you, oh, God, can you help me? You don't give. You don't tithe. You don't give offerings. But God's mercy was like, yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. But when you're under that umbrella of financial blessing, because you're faithful and you're giving, everything opens up. Everything good happens when you put God first in your life. When you put God first, everything good happens. God wants to be first in your life. He doesn't want to be second. doesn't want to be third. He doesn't want to be a convenience. He wants to be number one. Is anybody awake? Say amen if you are. Mm-hmm. God, is, God is a good God. Yes? He wants to be first in your worship. He wants to be first in worship. He wants you to worship him first before any other God or any other thing. He wants to be first in your day. Like I said earlier, and the book of Psalms says, oh, God, this is uh, Psalm 63 verse one. Oh, God, you are my God. Early in the morning will I seek you. God wants to be the first part of your day. And he definitely wants to be the first part of your life. He wants to be the first part of your life. When you put God as a first part of your life, then you begin to live in that sea of God. That sea of God. Focus here. I won't be long. I'll close up pretty quick here. When you live on the sea of God, you're living on his promises. Fulfillment. You know, when, when, when uh, um, I don't know about you where your favorite restaurants are, but you know what I love? I love at, at Sizzler, the bar, the, the, you know, they have that salad bar, Right. You guys still have a scissor here in town? Yeah, one. (laughs) We got a brand new one in Manteca. It's like we all live there. Everybody's there, you know. But they got this vanilla pudding or banana pudding with vanilla wafers in it at the salad bar. I'm like, I I can't even walk by it without staring at it. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like you can put pudding in front of me and you can say, oh, it's good. It's good. But until I taste and see that it's good, it doesn't mean that much to me. It only looks good. You see, God says in Malachi 3, taste or or give to me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven. The sea of God, the S-E-E of God. When God fulfills his word and you walk on promise and you walk on that sea of God. I want to live on that sea of God. You see, that's what it means when the Hebrews would give honey to their children. They would say to their children, they'd take a bit of honey and they would tap the palate or the tongue of that child and say, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hmm. Right, They would taste that honey and they would correlate it with God. And they would teach the babies, taste and see that the Lord is good. So the book of Malachi, it says in chapter 3, bring all the tithe in the storehouse and see. Hmm. See. Come on now. See. If I won't open the windows windows of heaven to you. See. And I like to say this. See, you're going to see it. See, I told you, you're gonna see it. That's what God's saying to you. See, didn't I tell you? Yes, see, I told you it was gonna be okay. Yeah. See, I told you I was going to provide for you. See, I told you I was going to bless you. See, I told you I was going to heal you. See, I told you I was going to give you that promotion. See, I told you I was going to win your family. See, I told you I was going to pour out my blessing upon you. The sea of God. Joshua, when he stepped onto the promised land, he stepped onto the sea of God. He walked on that promise. Oh, you can look at the promised land for 40 years, but until you step on it, you're not going to know for sure how good it is. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. When you put God first, everything good happens. And I think there needs to be a shifting in the body of Christ. And I'm not saying just in this house. I'm saying in my house back home, we're shifting, trying to make sure we always put him first. And so I need to ask you that question. Is God first in your life? Is God first in your life? You can say it all day long. You know, even the superstars and the actors and, and, and you'd be surprised. you say, oh, yeah, oh, God, I love God. Really, do you show it in your life? Do you worship him or is he just a convenience to you? Like that pharmacy when you have a cold, you just go run to the pharmacy and get what you need. Is that how God is to you? If he is, well, then you're saved, but you still haven't yet seen the sea of God. You haven't yet experienced the sea of God, and God wants to show you how good he is. I really believe that you're in a good season right now, and you're going to see The blessings of the Lord come upon you. Going to come upon your marriage. Going to come upon your children. What you couldn't do in the flesh. What the way you tried to fix your marriage but it didn't work. God's going to show you now that you put him first. See, didn't I tell you I was going to heal everything between you and your wife. I was going to heal everything between you and your husband. I'm going to show you that when you live in my sea, everything is good. Everything is good. Are you putting God first in your life? Are you putting God first in your life? Come on, tap your neighbor and tell him to wake up. Don't no have time to sleep in this house. Trying to get God's word in you. Trying to get God's word in you. Trying to get God's word in you, word in you here. Put him first. And everything good will happen. Put God first and everything good is going to take place. And I challenge you to do that right now. To make a decision right now to put him first. In your day. To put him first. In your family. To put God first. In your relationships. Put God first. Even in your friendships. There's some friends that maybe God has been trying to pull you away from because you know they're no good for you. You know they just pull you down. You know they just get you in trouble and get you thinking ways you shouldn't be thinking. And God has been telling you for a while, you need to pull away so that I can do something good in your life. And God pulls those things away and even those people away but we pull them right back in. Mm. Come on now. Come on now. We're talking about putting God first. Wrestle with that right now. Wrestle with that right now. It's God first in your life. Wrestle with that. And if you're, I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence that a 99-year-old preacher who preached for like 88 years would say at the end of his life, I need to tell Jesus more that I love him. I don't know if that strikes a chord in you, but it does in me. Are you telling him that you love him? Do you wake up in the morning and say, Jesus, I love you? Do you know him like that? Do you know my Lord like that? I want to challenge you to know him like that, to put God first in your life. Come on, stand to your feet this morning, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. Oh, God, we want to put you first. thank God sometimes we go through life and we think that we're doing okay and we think we're doing right but we recognize that you really are just a convenience to us you're there when we need you heavenly father I just pray right now that your spirit would move come on church we'll be dismissed in just a minute and we can go about our day But before we do, let God do what he wants to do in your life. Don't worry about the person to your left or your right. Don't worry about your husband or your wife. Just you. Just you. God wants to do something right now in your life. Now, I thought I'd been doing pretty good. But when I heard that 99-year-old preacher say that he wishes he could, could have told Jesus more, that he loves him, I was heavily convicted. Heavily convicted. And so I want to repent. And God, I want to put you first. And I want to tell you daily more and more that I love you. That I love you. If God isn't first in your life, and you recognize that, but you want to put God first, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Wave it at me all over this place. Yes, I see all those hands. Wow, yes, come on. Yes, we want to put God first. Absolutely we do. Oh God, see these hands, Lord. See all these hands that are lifted. That are saying, yes. I want you. I want more of you. Yes, God. I want, more, I want to worship you more. Yes, God. I want you to be number one in my life. You see these hands that are lifted, God. God. In Jesus' name, I speak life over every one of them. Every hand that was lifted, I speak life. This is your year of life. This is your year of promise. This is your year of outpouring. This is your year of breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over every hand that was lifted in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough in Jesus' name. Signs and wonders and miracles in the name of Jesus. Signs and wonders and miracles in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I see families coming to Jesus right now. Sons and daughters. I see sons and daughters. I see grandchildren coming to Jesus. I see grandsons and granddaughters coming to Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I see that. And I declare it. You've been praying for it. God is going to do it. This is your kaya year, your year of life. Your year of life. And so I pray right now, life upon your family. I pray life upon your son, upon your daughter. I pray life upon your marriage in the name of Jesus. Your marriage will live and not die. You are going to be married for a long, long time and you won't be divorced. In the name of Jesus. And if you've been struggling in your marriage, if you have been like just struggling, wondering if you're going to make it, get those doubts out of your mind. Those doubts aren't from God. In the name of Jesus, I see your marriage being renewed. Life entering back into your marriage, a new love for your spouse, a new love for your husband, a new love for your wife. In the name of Jesus, I speak that. I prophesy that. I prophesy that. In the name of Jesus. So, God, I just speak life over this family, I speak blessing. I speak blessing in the name of Jesus. I speak Kaya life over this family, God. Right now, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. At facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.